0: Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting, we discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hello again. Glad you could all join us for this week's episode of the Team Engagement Podcast. We're very excited to have you, and I'm very excited to welcome our guest. This is my good friend, Mary Gall. She is the founder and CEO of Success Magnified out of Aurora, Colorado. Mary, thank you again so much for taking time to be on the podcast today what would you like the audience to know about Success Magnified?
1: Yes, thank you, Sean, for inviting me to be on your podcast. I love doing this. I love talking about business with other business owners um, and leadership and developing the next level of leaders. So Success Magnified is a business coaching company and it's eight years old already. I've been doing this for eight years. And I am lucky enough to get to work with entrepreneurs every day to help them really be a thought partner, to get all those ideas that are spinning around in their head, out of their head and into a prioritized action plan and then help them with accountability. So I love working with entrepreneurs because they can have just a thought in their head, turn it into an action item, turn that action item into something that they can sell that serves their clients. And I get to watch the whole the whole cycle happen over and over again. And it's so amazing. So that's what I get to do every day is work with entrepreneurs.
0: Oh, I love that. That's a great approach. And I can definitely feel your enthusiasm to do what you do. So yeah. that is great. Thank you. Okay. Well, let's get started with our questions then. Mary, as you've been building your business, is there an accomplishment or something that you kind of had to overcome that you're especially proud of?
1: Yes. Asking for help. as entrepreneurs and people of action, right? We like to take action. But uh, when I started my first company, which I still own, it's a virtual assistant company. And when I left the corporate world, I started this company and I grew it pretty quickly. Within about six or eight months, I was at capacity. I was like, I cannot take on another project for another person, right? I'm at capacity, I'm working way more than I'm my full-time job before. And I was stuck at that level, even though I worked in marketing operations for a corporate world, I couldn't do it myself. And so I realized I needed some outside help to help me figure out how to grow my company. Um, I knew I needed to hire somebody, bring somebody in, but I wasn't sure how to do that, what that looked like if I wanted to do that. And so I found a business coach and a peer advisory board. And uh, really started tapping into their knowledge and being able to have that secure people that I could go and ask business questions of. um, And know I wasn't going to get judged and know that they would have answers for me and help guide me and think of things that I didn't even know to ask right I didn't know what I didn't know so. But that hurdle of asking for help, and I see it in the VA business all the time, people say, I need to have a VA, but then they don't want to let the VA do anything, or right. they still micromanage the VA. So I see it all the time in entrepreneurs. We, we think we know how to ask for help, but really having the courage to ask for help and then accepting that help and letting, them, letting other people you know, guide you through your business. It's a, it's a powerful lesson.
0: Oh, yeah. That's such a big challenge. And I I agree with you. I see it all the time as well. That we, I think all of us, we have our way of doing things. We have confidence in ourselves. We think it's a weakness to ask for help, blah, 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 blah. But boy, it is so empowering when you can get the right people to help you with your business or just in life in general. So I love that comment. That's a great comment. Thank you. Question number two, how can leaders help their team members or employees to kind of have a better sense of creativity inside the team.
1: Yeah, you have to schedule it. I know it sounds uh, uh, backwards to schedule time to be creative, but that's what it takes. And so you have to allow that in as a leader of employees, you have to give them time and space to be creative during the work day, right? You shouldn't expect them to be creative at home and then bring that, work, bring that back to work the next night, right? So uh, for example, I wrote a book and it's called Vitamin C Three for Business. So it's a cute little book. It came out of forcing myself to have creative writing time. I was working with a friend of mine and he was trying to finish his novel. And he said, I need somebody to just write with once a week for an hour we're going to meet, we did writing prompts. And I remember multiple times driving to that appointment on a Monday morning thinking this is such a waste of my time, I, I, you know, creative time, it's not productive. But it turned out after having those creative writing sessions for a year, that book idea came out of that, right? And the, And then everything just flowed from that naturally. Had I not taken that time, to write and just write for the experience of being creative, I probably wouldn't have written that book, right? So so you do have to schedule it and make sure that it's okay to have some creative, some thought, you know, creativity time. There's, there, I'm sure there's lots of activities you can do within your teams um, to uh, foster that creativity, but you do have to schedule it and allow that space for it to happen. It doesn't just happen automatically, especially if somebody's heads heads down in their work. Hey. They need to have some space to stop and be creative. Very important
0: ideas. Thank you so much for sharing those because yeah, those are those are critical. They don't, you're right. You said it very well. They don't just happen automatically. You do have to schedule the time. Love that. Question number three. How can leaders help the team members to trust each other better?
1: Yeah, I love this question. And so it really is a matter of what you focus on grows, right? So if you're focusing on the fact that they don't trust each other and there's a lot of fighting, that's going to self-perpetuate. So really switching the focus over to, here's what trust looks like in our department, in our company, and here's how we're going to reward that behavior, right? So again, focusing on the positive, uh, setting those examples, it has to come from the top right? We've all worked for companies where the leaders say one thing, but they don't really walk the talk. And so then it doesn't filter down. And trust is such a, a nebulous thing. It's such a, a, an emotional thing. You either feel it or you don't feel it. And so if it's not coming from the top, the leadership, you're not going to get it to foster from the bottom, right? So, um, but I think, again, f- focusing on what's going right, and really expanding on that, maybe making it a contest, maybe making an award out of that, right? Once you set those definitions of what it looks like in your company. So again, just focusing on the positive rather than the negative, but have a plan for the negative because it just takes one kind of bad apple to erode a lot of trust in a company, right? So so getting rid of or dealing with that negative person quickly and then rewarding all of the positive behavior.
0: Oh, that's such great advice. I love that. All right. Question number four. Is there a challenge that you'd be comfortable sharing that you're really proud that you overcame? Maybe something that was perceived as a failure, but you turned it into a win.
1: Yeah. Uh, a, re- a recent one. You know, as an entrepreneur, we always have all these failures, right? So we have to, again, focus on what can I learn? What's the positive piece I can take away from this? So a recent one, I have a new keynote speech that I just created, and I've, I'm out there doing right now, and it's all about the power of celebration. And I had the this awesome event that I was speaking at, and there was like 200 people in the room, up on a stage, monitors, you know, screens behind me, microphone, everything. And they had a videographer there, and I sent the initial email to the videographer saying, yes, I'd like to be videoed, or to the person organizing it. And, thought they were going to coordinate, they didn't, and it didn't end up getting recorded. And I was so heartbroken. At the end of the day, I was like, Oh, I can't believe I didn't follow through. I didn't follow up. I could have just walked over there and told them at the beginning of the day. but I didn't. And I just felt like such a failure, like, Oh, I had this perfect setup to get this amazing video. And I failed, right? Because I didn't follow through. And I turned it into a win because you have to, right? What am I gonna do? So can't recreate this, can't recreate the situation. So so how could I turn it into a win? So I was like, okay, well, I have two other events coming up, and I have one that's the virtual one, so I'm gonna get those recorded. And it allowed me some space to get feedback from that initial a presentation in the big room which it went really well but you know there's there's some things I felt were missing and they fell a little flat and so I was able to go back and revise that add some more content beef up the sections that I needed to and make the speech even better I think so um so I turned it into a win and now it's even better it's an even better thing but uh, you know sometimes I still kick myself for not getting that b-roll that video <laughs> roll of me in front of the, the audience but it's okay it all works out.
0: It is tough. That's a tough yeah. situation, but I applaud the fact that you really worked and put some intention behind the perceived failure there, and saying, "Well, we got to pull something good out of this." And so, I love that. Yes. I love that attitude. Love that yes. attitude. All right, our
1: last question, Mary. Tell us a little bit about your first job. All right, uh, I come from a hardworking family in the in the Midwest in Kansas. So, uh, I grew up the seventh of eight kids so big family so we all babysat as soon as we could we babysat right that was our first paid job and then uh when i was 12 my mom enrolled me and my younger sister in this class she kind of just didn't tell us about she dropped us off at the class one day and it was how to maintain lawn mowers. And so she was like, you guys are gonna have a lawn mowing service for the summer. And oh. so we learned how to, you know, mix the oil and the gas and change the filters and the spark plugs and maintain a, a gas powered lawnmower. And we mowed a few of our neighbors' lawns that month or that summer for some money. And then um, as soon as we all turned 14, everybody in my family went and worked in the fields. We weren't farmers, but there was farm all around us, right? And so we would go in the fields and rogue Milo pulling out the things that weren't Milo and then uh, cross pollinating corn. So you put the bag on one row of corn and then you shake it and you take it off and you tie the bag on the next row of corn. So we were like worker bees, literally bees pollinating corn. But, you know, we were working for this company that, you know, that was their thing was building these hybrid corn uh, crops. And so there would be a whole busload. We'd meet at the high school, drive out to the fields, you pack your lunch for the day, and we'd just walk up and down the cornrow fields or the milo fields. And then we'd be done by two o'clock and we'd all go to the pool for the afternoon. So it was a good well, gig at 14 to have that job. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's not, yeah, That's not a bad job at all. Work, work yeah. a little bit, play a little bit. That's yeah. It was wow, gone. I'm impressed. I'm always impressed with the hard manual labor that, that people put in, especially. In yes. <laughs> oh, well, good for you. Good for you. All right, Mary, again, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How can people find you?
1: Um, the best way to find me is go to my website, successmagnified.com. And if you want to book a call with me, there's a big blue button on the top of every page that's, that lets you book a 30 minute call with me and we can talk about what's going on in your business. Um, And you can find any events or workshops that I have on the event page there. And then uh, really the only social media that I play around in is LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn as well under Mary Mary P. Gall or uh, a Success Magnified has a business page as well. So I'd love to connect with anybody there.
0: That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And again, thanks to everyone for joining us. And I wish everyone to have a great day. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.